How's it going, everybody? It's uh, Kamzambata here with Frontrunner News as we now look ahead to the crucial game that sees uh, Bafana Bafana in action firstly against Ghana and then it'll be against Sudan that they're in action uh, uh, with a Sudanese side that have uh, won their fifth game, right? They've played five out of six Sudan and they're now sitting on nine points tied with South Africa and Ghana. So they've played a game more than the two teams above them um, who aren't above them by any more means than a game less played. Maybe in the instance of Ghana, you have a better goal difference. South Africa might be in that position as well once they play their game. But helping me to dissect and look ahead to this one is none other than SABC commentator Brian Mufukeng, who joins me via Zoom. Uh, good day, Brian. This is Wednesday afternoon and we're speaking. News just coming in that uh, Sudan have gotten themselves a victory that's got them tied with the teams above them. What do you make now with that new information of the situation in that group, sir? Welcome. Thank you very much, uh, Kams. I think, you know, that speaks for very interesting. I mean, if you look at the fact that Sudan were able to win against Ghana, so it means there will not be an easy team to play against, you know, especially given the fact that South Africa has to go to them. Uh, remember, South Africa hosted them in South Africa, they won by only one goal. So it is going to, it's, it's going to make for a very interesting finish. I, and I believe, you know, the best teams have to qualify for after. Mm. If you're unable to win in your group and be able to win your group or finish second in your group, you have no business even making the AFCON tournament. So I think Mulifin Teki knows he's got to wear his back cut out. Um, you know, the up against Ghana. Ghana also want to qualify. So it makes for interesting reading. For sure. Uh, looking at that, obviously, you know, with Ghana, the news is uh, around them. It's a bunch of locally based players. That's the largest contingent, obviously, due to some of the travel restrictions. They do have some of the players who apply their trade in the East who've been able to join up with them. But as a small minority, what do you make up of that mix then in terms of the players that will be up against Bafana? Is it one of those situations where now we speak about the no excuses territory for Bafana since it's a, in inverted commas, weakened Ghana side? I think if we go around and, and think that the Ghana team you're going to face is a weakened Ghana side, we'll get a serious hiding, you know. Um, unlike Bafana Bafana, Ghana has been in camp for the last four weeks. Mm. They've had these players, the locally based players, have been coming in and out of a camp that was organized by their coach, who already saw this problem happening when they played against Sudan, where they could not get some of the best players since they lost that game against Sudan. And he did not want to see the same mistake happening again. So he decided to try the locally based players. I mean, out of the players here in camp, nine of those are fairly new players. And they have a very some very exciting players in the squad. I mean, you talk about, uh, I mean, you talk about from from the goalkeeping department. The goalkeeper just won the Golden Glove in the Under 20 tournament recently. They won in Mauritania. He's a wonder to watch. So that's one player to talk about. Mm. You're talking about the player was a top player in a tournament in Mauritania. So they have some good players that are brought into the squad. And if South Africa go then become complacent and think that, you know what, Ghana without your AU brothers and your party, we're going to just get there and get a party. Mm. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a very tough game indeed for South Africa. So they need to walk into this game and focus more on their problems and focus more on winning their game at home. 
Okay, and then let's talk about the, how COVID has impacted, obviously, the South African team. Um, there's certain players who have not been able to come into the camp, um, the likes of which, you know, of, latest now is Bongani Zungu. He joins the likes of Tulani Serrero and Keegan Dolly. Um, how much of a miss are they going to be? At this stage, it seems like Percy's the only one who's been allowed to travel. Um who might be full of beans because, you know, some will say probably not getting the time that he would like at Brighton and uh, is not going to be missed by Brighton since he has to quarantine on his return. Listen, I mean, there are two ways to look at it. First of all, Pesita has not been given time to play at Brighton because if the team is not doing bad, you know, you don't really want to pick the team that much. So that's a reason why probably Brighton decided to go with the tried and tested right. and kept them. And, you know, they have Pesci as an option should it need a rise to have him on the team. So the fact that he's come to South Africa, he'll have to quarantine. By the time he finishes, maybe there'll be water. I mean, after two weeks or so, he'll be able to get back into action. And if he does perform well in this game for South Africa, that will also now give pressure, put pressure on the team to say, we have this player we're not using. Look what, how well he's done for his country and look how well he's been doing for his country all along. Maybe let's give him a chance and see once again what he can do. I mean, the Bogani Zumu thing, I knew that was never going to happen. There's never going to be right. able to come here. I mean, given the fact that Glasgow Rangers is in the same segment as the, you know, the UK-based team. You know, all the UK-based team have had this problem, you know. Right. And uh, Dean Furman also has a story that we knew that was never able to travel. Uh, we knew also that you're going to have those problems. And, and I believe that the fact that the coach brought in five players to replace those five players he thought were not going to be able to make the team is good news because then you have uh, you know, you have the likes of uh, Lebuan Mabuya, high on confidence mm. to be part of the squad. You have Kutumelo has been doing very well for Marisbeck United, part mm. of the squad. Vincent Poole has been doing very well for the Buccaneers. He's part of the squad as well. So those players have been brought in. I believe that, you know, these are the players that, that have been given a second chance because mm. they were never part of the squad. So, you know, like they always say in, in this world, sometimes when things don't go well for somebody else, then that's a good thing for you because you're going to walk in there and be able to do something. Right. So, you know, the, the, the problem of COVID is not only affecting South Africa, it's affecting everybody. You know, and the European countries, uh, the teams in Europe have decided to say, you know what, we want to keep our players. Especially if you, give, if you look at the business end of, of, of the league seasons and also some of those are playing in different competitions where you're talking about the Champions League, they're talking the Europa League. They're also playing in uh, the uh, uh, in, in, in their respective trophies, cups, cup, cup competitions in their own countries. Mm. So it, it's always going to be very tricky to, to try and juggle things around. You know, does a player decide to say to his team, you know what, if you don't allow me to go and join my teammates, my countrymen and play for my country, yeah. I'm walking away. Your country, uh, after this, what happens? The team decides to terminate your contract, who's going to take care of you? For sure, for sure. Let's talk about um, what we lost to injury as far as uh, productivity in front of goal in uh, Kermit Erasmus and Bradley Hobla. Just how much of a miss are they going to be? I, I see, obviously, we've spoken about Mabou. We've just referred to him as being high on confidence. He's been brought in alongside Kutumela, but it's not quite like for like. Um, in terms of goal productivity, how much are we going to miss those two? I think if you look at Tabiso Kutumela, he's more like a Kermit Erasmus. Right. The difference is that Maboya is not going to be your Bradley Robler. Of course. You know, Bradley Robler's aerial prowess is something else. His reading of the game, his runs off the, off, off the ball also is very good. We're going to miss that for, from a South African point of view. But I think they also give a chance for the likes of Lyle Foster, you know, to, to say, 
yeah, you are given a chance to come here. And, you know, the last time, he, the first time he had a start for South Africa, got injured in the first seven minutes. Mm. He was replaced in a, in, a, in a friendly match. So this time around, he could have a chance to play there because he's more of a player that looks like a Bradley Krobler. You know, and, and and you've got Rezeha Maldin also, who's high on confidence given how he's performing at his team. Right. So I, I believe that, you know, with the squad that we have, the, the only disadvantage that we have in, from a South African point of view, I believe Ghana have a huge advantage. Richard Ofori knows our players very well. I've been playing in South Africa, having played in Marisbeck United, now at the Buccaneers has done very well. You also have Ajay, who's a part of the Ghana squad, played for Cape Town CDFC. When Cape Town City won uh, the uh, TKO the first season when they were formed, he was part of the squad. So there'll be a lot of insight they'll have on the South African players. So that's one thing we need to be very careful, you know, that you don't go there and become complacent. That South Africa needs to try and win the game as early as possible and forget trying to be all trickery and all that stuff because that might just be a problem for us. But mm -hmm. the, the advantage that we have also is that, I mean, while you don't have a Bradley Krobler, a Kemet Erasmus, mm. we have a Tabiso Kutumel who can run off the, you know, can run very well off the ball, can get into those positions, a speedy player. Vincent Poole will also be a, an option for us going forward. Uh, Dean Femen not there. You have Andy Lechali there, who could return by Mutobin Vala. So we have a lot of options. And, and there's also the, the, nice, the nice thing about this is that Muli Finzeki, having coached the under 17s, he knows a lot of these youngsters from Luther right. Sings to Osipo Bules to Lyle Foster. So it is good to have a coach who has coached at junior level being the head coach of Bafana Bafana. Okay, and then lastly, in terms of personnel, is there anyone that you maybe think the coach might have missed a trick with in terms of, you know, kind of looking at that player's form and their contribution to their club? Names that come to mind, the likes of Danzani, maybe players who have lost out in this certain camp. I mean, there'll be future camps, but is there anyone where you thought, hmm, he could have been useful to the coach even though he didn't get called up? You know, I believe if we're playing a, a game that is not as crucial as this one, mm -hmm. uh, the likes of Ndwandre could have been could have could have got a look in the player for uh, Golden Arrows. I believe he's doing very well for his team. He's playing very well. Danzani of late has been off boil. I mean, he, he lost out. If you look at the last time he scored a goal for Cape Town CDFC, and the fact that he's not been scoring goals, hence they've lost matches. You know, if you look at the last seven matches, they only scored five goals in the last seven matches. And the team that was one of the best scoring team in South African football this season. Right. But because of the fact that he's not been, he's been firing blanks, hence they find themselves where they are without winning matches and struggling to be able to convert the chances they have in front of goals. So I think that's one thing we need to talk about. Uh, but also I believe that it'll be future camps. Some players will also be able to get more action and be able to brought into the squad uh, more going forward. Uh, you know what, we, we, we can sit here and, and argue about some players who are, who are really doing well for their team that could have been part of the squad right. and that are missing out. But I believe now the coach has gone with a tried and tested. These players that are selected now, we're part of that uh, campaign, the team that I had when they played against the likes of Namibia and the likes of uh, Zambia as, as, as a prep match. So I believe this is the team that we have in a moment we need to support the team that we have at the moment. Okay, um, so looking at the situation in, in, in the group now, South Africa sitting, you know, obviously with uh, being in second position, a game against Ghana, a game against Sudan. Um, I guess my question to you is, can we overturn what Ghana did to us? And do you think we can do the double over Sudan? I believe we can overturn what Ghana did to us. The only disadvantage I believe that we have as a country is that what Ghana did, they took us outside of Accra. They took it to the, to the, to the Gold Coast and that was 
a bumpy situation for South Africa. South Africa got there, they couldn't, they couldn't adjust. They struggled, and hence they lost that game. Mm. Playing Ghana at FNB Stadium, whew, it's one of those. I mean, that's that's a venue they know very well, Ghana. They've played a lot of matches, and they'll come in here knowing very high in confidence. I think the advantage we have at the moment is that they'll not have the throngs of support they used to have at FNB right. Stadium, right. the fact that they're no fans. So I think it's level pecking for everybody. We're going to go in there and just have to do our job on a field of play. And as far as Sudan is concerned, I was with Bafana Bafana when Coach Shoks Mashaba took over mm. in Khartoum uh, and in 2014. And I can tell it's not, it won't be an easy game in, in Khartoum because especially given how things are at the moment, you know, uh, it, where I'm sitting now, believe South Africa needs to play against Ghana, play for a win. You know, worst case scenario, get a draw. But I believe a win will be the best thing they should be going for. So that when they go and play against Sudan, they know that Ghana will win against Satome. So Tom has been the, 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 the group uh, donators as far as points are concerned. So you do your job and do your business at home. So when you go away, you don't have to worry and have the pressure of having to win a game. That you can afford to go to Sudan and get a draw and you finish in there within the top two. Okay, so when it comes to the coach, Brian, um, you know, obviously in two games time, um, in a very short space of time, we're about to find out whether he's qualified the team for AFCON. Um, does that keep him his job? Does qualification ensure he keeps his job? And does not qualifying put him at risk of losing his job? I think it would be very unfair, Kamza, if they, they were to fire him, should he not qualify? Or, for example, if he loses against Ghana and does not manage to qualify for the tournament proper. Mm. Because if you're looking at continuation, the same Ghana is in the same group of Fana Bafana for the qualifiers for the World Cup. You know, you have Ethiopia in the same group as well. So if, for me, tempering now with anything will just cause chaos and panic. And that's going to be a problem going forward for the team. I believe, you know, uh, he, he's, he's proven his worth so far. Uh, you know, the argument already has come to, was he the right man for the job? That's a debate for another day. Mm -hmm. Discussion we need to have on a different day. Mm -hmm. I believe that given the fact that he has paid his dues at under, under, under 17 level, he's been part of the setup for a while. He understands the players. And I believe that we have the right guy for the job at the moment. And we should just give him the support to see what he does going forward. Because now tinkering and changing anything now is too late. The World Cup qualifiers are coming and thick and fast. You know, so you cannot be changing anything. The only thing you can do is beef up the technical team if you have any problems. Okay. And then there's talk of obviously not having crowds. We've spoken about how um, Ghana might not have, um, you know, Ghanaian people that are here in South Africa supporting them at the stadium. What of South Africa having South Africans? Um, you know, because obviously the, the turnout of Afana isn't the greatest usually. Um, yeah. Usually what surrounds them is negativity. Is this kind of, you know, being played during COVID going to help the players a little bit because, you know, they can just be left to their own devices. How does the not having a crowd factor in for Bafana this time? I, I, I think you have to, you have to, you have to remember one thing as South Africans, we're very critical, you know, in South Africa, you know, when Bafana is not doing well, we are the first to attack them. We're the first to tell them exactly where to go and where to, where to get off, you know? And I believe now, given the fact that there are no fans at the stadium, there'll be lesser pressure for them mm -hmm. to be able to, do what they have to do, play the game and win the match, right. which is very important. Right. You know, you cannot sit back and just think that uh, Ghana come in here, uh, they'll just be a walk, a walkover. It won't be. It won't be easy. The players have to put their weight in. They have to come out and really deliver on the field of play. 
it is a huge advantage given the fact there won't be fans who won't be booing the team because you know South African fans and the team not doing well, we start booing our own national team. So I believe that should be the huge advantage for South Africa. But I mean, the Ghanaian squad is a very good squad. I mean, I'm looking at a player like Wakaso. He's been there. He's done everything else. You're talking about uh, a free Poku. He's done very well for the team. So they have some good players. Kwame Opoku, another good player to talk about. And then there's also a player who's just, as I mentioned, a goalkeeper is one of those who just came back from a big tournament, having helped Ghana to win the under-20 tournament. And there's also Philemon Bafo, another actual player to talk about. So they have a very good squad. If South Africa goes and become complacent, we'll get a serious hiding at FNB Stadium. Mm. You know, and the fact that they're playing without fans, I think, would be a huge thing for Muli Finseki to prove because everybody glued to the TV screens on radio listening to see how the team is going to do. He just has to go out there and just prove his haters that, you know, I am the right man for the job and this is what I can do for the country going forward. Okay, I'm not going to put you in a corner and ask you to make a score prediction, but I'm going to make you make a prediction as to whether Bafana Bafana will qualify or not. So you don't have to get... I believe Bafana will, will qualify for the Akon tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, having done the spade work, winning against Sudan, winning the two matches against Sao Tome and, and Principe, having Ghana at home, that's when you need to prove your worth. Right. Playing Ghana at home, a winner against Ghana at home, I think it wraps it up. Okay. Let's see what, how it pans out. As we said at the beginning of this chat, uh, we had learned just be- prior to getting onto our discussion that uh, the team that are currently sitting in third in Sudan have gone and won against the whipping boys of the group in Sao Tome and Principe. They've played one more game than Ghana and South Africa, but it does mean that currently as it stands, there are three teams tied on nine points. So it makes for interesting days. Mr. Mofukeng, thank you so much for your time and for your expertise as always. Always, the, always a pleasure that comes out.